0: Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you help other people. My name is Dr. Kate Watson, and this time I'm here with my good friend, Melanie. So, Melanie, thanks for joining me. This is fun. I know that we're on Zoom and, you know, we're not, it's not quite the same thing as being truly face-to-face, but I can see you. and uh and it's lovely to be able to do that so for our listeners why don't you just say a little bit about who you are introduce yourself to to the group here
1: thank you thank you so much for having me it's nice to see your face even if it is over zoom Um, my name is melanie um i've been a therapist for about 10 years now um over the course of my career, I've done a lot of training and coaching, um, so I'm, I'm hoping to kind of move more into that space um, yeah. as of kind of recently, as of this year, um, starting a coaching program online for other coaches um, that are, you know, helping people around trauma mm. and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's been a crazy year, um, but it's professionally, I feel good about where I'm going, but I think 2020 has Kind of kicked everybody uh,
0: in the ass. So, what a, <laughs> yeah. what, what a mess. What a mess. You know, I want to say to the folks who are listening just a funny story about Melanie and me, I guess. But <laughs> Melanie and I met at a conference in uh, Ireland, right? It was Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. And um and but we live near each other, so yep. I I guess we were sort of I guess we were on the same flight home. Um, yes. well, I don't even I didn't even know that you were on my flight home, but we were waiting for our bags together. I stalked I stalked her. She's pu- she's putting it nicely, but I stalked her. Well, and- well you, you 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 got to the punchline. I was gonna say Melanie came up to me at baggage claim in Philadelphia and said, "Um, I just I just want to let you know I'm gonna stalk you," and, <laughs> and it turns out. I feel a little bit like it's gone the other way around. Like, really? What? I mean, okay, I'm not a stalker, but I do feel like I have reached out to you. I've been like, Hey, I'm doing this training. I'm having this thing. Do you want to come hang out? You, you have not stalked me, my dear. Um, and, and I also, I happen to know like the definition of stalking requires that I be bothered by it. <laughs> which, which I'm not. So, um, I don't know. You just haven't really delivered on the promise of stocking. Okay, so I'm really,
1: I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will make good on that. I will, I will definitely amp up my stocking for sure. You're right. I have been a little lax. I'm not going to lie. You are right about that.
0: I can't say I have in the last few years of knowing you felt stalked even once. So <laughs> All right. But I will thank you for joining me today. And you know, Melanie, every week on my podcast, I talk to everyday people about just like, you know, the, the, (laughs) the big hearts out there, the well-meaning folks who are like trying to do good and sometimes just like screw it all up. Yeah. And I don't, I'll bet in your work as a therapist and coach and trainer, you come across this all the time. Like just those moments when someone is trying to be helpful and maybe it doesn't go so well, what can you tell us about that in your experience, either wearing your therapist hat or your coach hat or your trainer hat or your human hat, yeah. whatever it may be, what comes to mind for you when you think about that? I I think what comes to I, the first thing that comes to mind, yes, professionally,
1: that's happened so often. Mm-hmm. But I think it's when I became a mom that mm-hmm. I really realized my daughter is going to be two years old on Friday and she moms are crazy. Okay. So like, (laughs) I think that they genuinely want to help. Right. And every mom Mm -hmm. has like this plethora of experiences on how wild it is to care for another human being. And so I do believe that it's coming from a place of just, I don't want you to go through the shit storm that I went through. Yeah. So let me just tell you and hope that you just don't make the same mistakes that I made. Um, but a lot of times that comes off so, you know, judgmental or harsh yeah. or just like crazy things <laughs> that like you shouldn't say that to a stranger in the grocery store. Like you just shouldn't say that. Oh um, so professionally, people ask for my advice a lot. So it's different um, when you're kind of being asked for advice or ask for your opinion. Mm. Um, and I, even then my friends or family kind of know me in that role. But yeah, when I became a mom, it was like a. I had to kind of take a step back sometimes and really think, you know, just give people the benefit of the doubt that they're trying to be helpful and maybe save you some pain or anguish that they might have experienced, um, even if it doesn't come off that way.
0: You know, it's like a like a mom savior thing. Like I'm a mom and I want to save other moms like Mm -hmm. and and I want to swoop in, be the white knight and and I. Melanie, as as someone who's not a mother, I can only imagine the off the wall, crazy shit people have said to you as you're like standing in line at the grocery store. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can just only imagine. And I've
1: been lucky because Riley's really good. Right. So she'll be like, hi, hi. She like talks to everybody and like waves to everybody in line. She doesn't really have meltdowns or tantrum. I mean, knock on wood, she's not even two yet. So it's probably coming like tomorrow but she doesn't really have tantrums where I'm just like I'm gonna I wish I could like kill you right now so I'm not I haven't had you know the stairs or like the mom but you just you get comments and like a lot I had I decided to have a, a home birth so I had a totally natural home birth and that was a point mm-hmm. of controversy I mean people were like please don't do that you're putting yourself at risk it's so dangerous and I'm
0: like what you know and except had, this existed for like <laughs> centuries or millennia yes. <laughs> yes. yes and I mean just people sending
1: me research and what doc you know the CDC says and you know don't even get started on like when she was actually born you know totally healthy totally fine mm-hmm. you know whatever and then it's vaccination so it's just people come they have their own experience. It's almost like, you know, I think of it as the glasses that they wear based on their world experience, their life experience. So now they view everything through that lens. And so I try to not take it so personally, like this is just where that person's coming from. And it might be their own anxiety um, based on what they've gone through. And that's why they're sort of, you know, telling me not to do something, not because they want to hurt my feelings or try to tell me what to do, but just because they care about me and they love me and they want me to be safe. That's all.
0: Well, I think you're being really generous because people in line at the grocery store may not love <laughs> and care about you. Yeah. They, they love and care about feeling important and knowledgeable. Yes. Um, and, 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 and well, I, I shouldn't say that Melanie, maybe they do love and care about <laughs> you. I just, I have my doubts, <laughs> have my doubts that that total stranger who just had to butt in and be like, Oh, I noticed you're using that pacifier. Well, yeah. I read that it's dangerous and your children will grow up to hate you if you yeah. have that. Pacifier. <laughs> exactly. Right.
1: Yeah. There are those. And it's, it's really, I mean, I always, it makes it like, I make, how do why do you feel comfortable saying that to a stranger? That's where I like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. And I might, I've never, I have never to another mom, except like you're doing a great job, you know, whatever. I have never been like, mm, you might want to
0: not do that. Like, I just, I've, I've never. So, I and on the one hand, that doesn't surprise me because I know you and you're not, crazy. <laughs> but on the other hand, it does surprise me because it seems like these uh, kind of overly helpful kind of um, in your business moms are, are everywhere. Yeah, and are. so it, it surprises me that when I talk to people, they, they always seem to tell the story of other people are like that. I am not like that. Mm-hmm. And I hear you telling that story. Other people are like this, Kate, but I am not like this. And I guess I just wonder, like, how could it be that every mom I talk to is the exception to the rule?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't do it with strangers. With but strangers. my family
0: and friends, I will.
1: And I catch okay. myself sometimes because I've had people tell me, you know, don't therapize me or whatever that means, yeah. you know? Um, and now becoming a mom and having these experiences, I'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll be like, my knee-jerk reaction is be like, yeah. oh, just do it. And then I have to be like, do you want to do that? I mean, or here's a suggestion or do you even want a suggestion? I do do it. Um, I try to catch myself. Mm-hmm. I just don't do it to strangers. Cause I just feel like that's weird.
0: Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, I also would be surprised if you ever just spoke to a stranger mother or not, <laughs> like why, why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? Yes. Um, but yeah, okay, so cool. So I, I was going to ask you, like, how do you catch yourself? You, you said you're working on it. Do you have any, yeah. like, how? Because because I'll bet there's someone listening who's going to be like, this is me. I do this. Like, I'm I'm the guilty one. Like, I don't know. It's weird to talk about not giving advice, but we're, we're offering advice on how to not give advice. Um, so... <laughs> do you have advice for how people can not give advice?
1: So I don't think it's bad to give advice. I think it just has to be asked for. Yeah. Right. So I think the first thing you can always do is just ask, would you like a suggestion? Can I tell you something that worked for me? You know, and the person says no, then that's their boundary and you just don't do it. Right. So I don't think that, offering advice necessarily is bad or wrong. Mm -hmm. I just think that when it's unsolicited, it can be just not as helpful as you're making it, right? Because what I've learned is I think about when I get that unsolicited advice, like, how do I feel? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like a, you know, I'm feeling kind of like, well, this person thinks that, well, clearly, I don't know the answer myself or can't come up with the answer myself. And that's why they're telling me, right? This person
0: lacks confidence in me. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they know better. And like, you know, God forbid, I try to figure this out on my own. I wouldn't be able to do it, you know, so like that's like not a good feeling. So I I think about that when I want to try to give advice that maybe isn't asked for. Um, And I also think about, you know, in my professional work, I've done a lot on, you know, motivational interviewing and things like that. And the basis of that is this way in which you guide people to their own conclusions, right? So it's not really advice giving. It's not telling people what to do. It's really helping sit with people as they sort through their own thoughts and feelings about something so that they come up with their own conclusions. Because I inherently believe that, people will figure out what is best for themselves.
0: Yeah. And and admittedly, doing that, like helping people come to their own conclusions is more work than just telling them, do this. Yes. Like, yeah. do do A, not B. It's more work. And I feel like if, if we all committed to taking that approach, we would inevitably do this less to strangers because you would <laughs> see a stranger and you'd be like, ugh not worth it <laughs> so much work like I it, you know I have I do not have the time to go help this person guide them to their own conclusions and so we would probably just leave strangers alone finally yes <laughs> yes I think we
1: would I think we would and you know and unless a mom is like desperate and is like does anyone know how to get my kid to stop? you know what I mean like if someone's yeah. really asking for something you know like then they just they are gonna figure I mean moms are the most resilient and knowledgeable people on the planet because you Mm -hmm. just like have to like every day, something new is happening that you have to just like figure out. And there's no book. There's no manual. There's no one telling you every day, like how to do this. You're just like, there trying to figure it out and you can, and we do every day. So Mm -hmm. it's like, who am I to come in and tell you how to do it when you're doing it? I'm not with you. I don't live with you. I'm not going home with you. You're doing it by yourself without me.
0: And even cave people did it. They did it. They did it well. They did it. (laughs) Here we are. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, you make such a great point. And when I am speaking to people, uh, whether it's like in a training capacity or coaching capacity, and I'm helping them understand this idea of like unsolicited advice is a really bad idea. They usually look at me. Like sweat, right? (laughs) Like sweat pouring down. And they, in like this desperation, they'll be like, but how do I stop? And that's, that's why I was asking, like, you know, how, how do you catch yourself? How do you slow yourself down? And one thing that I often suggest to people is that you pay attention to like your internal sign of distress, because that's, that's coming up way before you have words formulated. Like. Like, let's say I'm a mom, I'm going through the grocery store, I see another mom who's using, I don't know, some car seat that I know to be unsafe. <laughs> I'm making this up totally <laughs> off the top of my head. And you can tell I'm not a mom because that's all I can think of. So I see this. And like, first I'm going to have some kind of sign of distress. It's going to be like, my heart is racing or my stomach is twisting or I get tension in my neck or my chest. And that happens long before I'm in this stranger's face saying, did you know that CNN did a report on that car seat (laughs) and CNN said, that's the wrong car seat for you to have. So I often say to people, if you can get your early signal, like and stop it before it's coming out of your mouth that's really helpful and and I don't know I'm I'm not an expert on mindfulness but I might just be describing mindfulness.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like paying attention to what's happening for you, right? Because obviously the reflex to tell someone or help someone is a lot of times like because like it's our own discomfort, like they're in trouble, they're in danger, like let me stop this from happening, right? So I think what you said makes so much sense because if we can kind of um, pick out and and figure out and, and notice when our body is like, Starting to sweat or I'm getting really yeah. nervous. I'm getting really anxious. And I'm like, my feet are like walking towards this person. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, like this is my thing. Like this is happening. It's me. Right. It's not yeah. them.
0: yeah. Right. And unless you have someone off on the sidelines with like that big hook to just drag you away, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to hook yourself and drag yourself away. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about times when like, like my best friend will call me and say, Hey, I I need to talk to you. And already, I don't even know what's happening Mm -hmm. already. I'm on high alert already. I feel my shoulders and my neck get tense already. My heart is racing already. I'm worked up and I haven't even spoken to her yet. I get her on the phone and I hear her tone of voice is like, Hey, and it's like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't know (laughs) what's going on. I'm all activated and it's up to me to pay attention to those things because yes. all of those activated signals are telling me, Kate, if you're not careful, you are going to start bossing her around, mm-hmm. giving her advice she doesn't want. You are not going to listen because you are in like panic mode. Yes. Uh, I think it looks a lot like anxiety. Yes. Oh my gosh. hundred percent hundred
1: percent. It's like, you know, and helping professionals and, you know, we're empathic people. And so we take that on and even if it's personal or or professional and, you know, it's, it's, it is so necessary to be aware. Like you were saying, like, this is coming up for me. Okay. If I have someone close to me, who's going to give me that phone call, like I need to talk to you or something's wrong. You know, it's like, I have to sit and a lot of times. I don't say anything. Like my kind of go-to is to like, not say anything at first. Like my best friend will call me and she knows like, I'm not even going to say anything. So I have to literally like let my body calm down, like to listen to what she's saying and not jump it. Like I said, to really, and then I can like kind of, what's, is it triggering something for me yeah. is what she's saying, bringing something up for me. That's raising my anxiety. And that's why I want to give her this advice, you know, that she hasn't asked for yet. So
0: I think, yeah, that awareness is so important. It's totally like an internal thing. And and I do believe that, that those triggers you're talking about, Melanie, I believe they happen long before our mouths start to open to give advice. Like, <laughs> and it's just a matter of catching this as early as possible. Like any illness, right? You want to yeah. diagnose it early. <laughs> yes. <laughs> diagnose it early. You get a better chance of, uh, of treating it. Mm-hmm. I can think of, um, someone I dated a long time ago. Uh, I, I had, he had actually gone to one of my trainings. So like, he was kind of aware of this idea of like, okay, people don't like a lot of advice. Fine. And, um, (laughs) that's about all he took away. But um, (laughs) I remember I was, you know, in our relationship, I was having like a dilemma of sorts, like, oh gosh, I don't know what to do. And I watched him put his hands up like in a defensive mode. And he said, um, I I know you don't want me to tell you what to do, which Melanie, what came next? Well, you know. But I'm gonna tell you what I'm going to, but I can't help myself. Right, like a really emphasized but and then he told me what to do. And I think about that all the time because I think what was happening was he was getting that early signal. He was mm-hmm. getting some kind of sign that like oh shit I'm about to do that thing she doesn't want me to do mm-hmm. but he hadn't figured out how to stop it. Yeah. He, like cuz he was getting some signal like it's it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's happening <laughs> and he put his hands up in that like super defensive mode. And he was like, um, I know this isn't what you want, but he Mm -hmm. didn't know how to stop it. Yeah, this is tough. This is tough. It takes practice. Yeah, And I think something worth mentioning
1: is also that idea. Why don't people want to be told what to do? Right. So he's saying this. I know you don't want me to do this. (laughs) right and I know for men it's like really hard because they're fixers and they always want to like help and fix and whatever um but it's like maybe taking a moment to think about like why why are people so adverse mm-hmm. to being told what to do even if the action is something that they might agree with or oh, yeah. makes sense right so it's like understanding that we just don't like being told what to do and so when we think about advice it's like well it's going to be counterproductive anyway, so. <laughs> All
0: right. So, yes, when somebody, you're, you're making such a good point, when somebody comes to me and they start doing this, like, well, I, I don't know if you want my advice, but I look at them, I look at them like, wait, what good will come of this? Yes. <laughs> what good will come of this? You are going to get to feel important and smart. Good for you. And I get to feel defensive and like no one believes in my own abilities. Awesome. Like perfect. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That sounds like
0: a lot of fun for me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And a lot of times we end up not doing the thing just because of that.
0: Not because we
1: actually think it's not a good idea. No, because like, I don't want, It just to be because you told me to do it. Like, I'm just not going to do it now because you told me to do it.
0: And I know I don't need to tell you this because I know you know this already. I'm saying this for the audience. There is research to support that, right? Like that when we tell someone what to do, even if they were already going to do it, they start to lean away from doing that thing because like, oh, I got pushed toward it. Now I'm going to lean in the other direction. And and again, I'm not teaching you that Melanie, I know (laughs) you know, but for, for the others who may be listening, um, it tends to be pretty counterproductive, but here's, what's interesting when I asked you, I don't know what, however long ago we started 15, 20 minutes ago, um, you know, when does this come up for you that, that people are trying to be helpful and it kind of backfires? You said as a mother and, and as we've continued this conversation, it kind of seems to me like this theme of advice could, could technically be in any, um, uh, environment or context. I think yeah. you're saying you've noticed it increases when you become a mom. Is that what you're yes. saying?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's always, it's all the time. It's, You know, especially when people care about you, right? So it's parents, it's family members, it's friends. It's always happening. Um, It was just such an increase after becoming a mom. And I had heard people talk about it, but I didn't really realize how
0: crazy it got um, until, you know, you become a mom. I'm just letting that sink in because I already feel as a woman, like this happens to me a lot. And I'm thinking if I were to have a baby tomorrow, you're telling me be prepared, Kate, this is gonna go up even more. Um, yeah. That's, you know, I'm just letting that settle <laughs> in a little. Uh, and I don't doubt you, I don't yeah. doubt you. Well, what, is it, what does it say about our attitudes toward mothers that we feel we must teach them things? Um, do fathers get this? That's a rhetorical yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost couldn't get the question no. out without laughing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with no. Yeah, I, I've never heard a group of men sit around and be like, "Man, fatherhood and all the advice we get. Gosh, I'm just I'm just trying to buy groceries and people are bugging me about techniques of parenting." So no, I've never heard that from a group of men. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, I don't you and I aren't going to solve that today, but it is just sort of reflecting on like it it says a lot about our attitudes toward women and in particular mothers um, that that the instance of uh, unsolicited advice just increases so much during that time.
1: Yeah. And I and I have to imagine it's the you know partly the pressure of like womanhood and being a female and like becoming a mom and then the stress of like being the perfect mom. Like, I don't know who came up with what the perfect mom is, right? So it's like, if you are a stay at home mom, it's like, oh, well, what are your kids going to think about, you know, setting an example? Then it's like, oh, you work outside the home and it's like, oh, well, you're not going to spend that time with like you can't win, right? You can't win as a mom. And so I think that's part of the reason why this idea of advice from mom to moms is so pervasive because somehow, somewhere, someone, man, probably created this standard <laughs> that moms are now trying to achieve and hold themselves to. So it's just like this projection of anxiety and worry and fear that comes out in advice giving to other moms because it's that, you know, I have to do better and I want her to do better. And if she's not doing it the way that I did it, that means that either she's wrong or I'm wrong yeah. and I can't be wrong. So
0: I'm going to tell her that she's wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> a fucking mess um you know, so i i often most of the time i have a co-host leslie and i don't know if you've ever met leslie but
1: i don't think uh, i ever met her but i heard her she sounds wonderful
0: and i definitely and, want to meet her and leslie's a mom and yeah. um on on more than one episode leslie can be heard <laughs> I want to say complaining, but that has such a negative connotation, like as if I think it's silly. I think you can complain about things that are perfectly reasonable. So I'm going to say she's complaining, but I don't mean to suggest like, you know, what a, what a jerk. I mean, she has every right to complain about this, but on more than one episode, she has complained about being gifted as a mother, things like bubble bath and facial masks and like the message being you know, you need to be doing all this self-care stuff. And and Leslie's point is like, when the hell do you think When's I time? have time yeah. to sit in a bubble bath? That sounds lovely, but this is not a gift for me. This is another task on my to-do list of things I should be doing that I'm not doing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm bringing this up because it's making me want to give every mother-to-be at their baby shower, like a jar, like an empty jar <laughs> and label it, like shitty advice, I'm giving. <laughs> yes. right? And give her like a bunch of blank note cards and some cool, colorful pens and be like, every time someone tells you what to do, I want you to write it here, <laughs> put it in the jar, and then give this to the next mom who you meet, right? <laughs> like, at? is the most amazing
1: idea I have
0: ever heard. I just came up with this. You're <laughs> welcome to steal it. You yes. and, our, and our millions of listeners around the world. <laughs> uh, I hope this catches on I, because
1: I think- I, is a- 100% is because I'm now going to implement this 100%.
0: This is a better gift than a bubble bath. And, and I like yeah. bubble baths, but this is a better gift for like, what does a mom really need? A mom- I haven't showered alone in a year. Okay. Okay. So- yeah. Right. Not, no one's taking a bubble bath. So, so no one's taking a bubble bath. Maybe when my child turns ten or goes off Correct. to college, yes, I'll gift you the bubble bath. Thank you. I would when, appreciate when that. When Riley goes to college, you Thank can say I'm giving you bubble bath. Thank you. Um, and until then, <laughs> I'm gifting every mother to be an empty jar with note cards, just to be like, put put all that shit in there,
1: <laughs> because it's that's so where great. Belongs. It is. It is where it belongs. Right. And it's like it would be this process of getting it out and then be like being able to. Because the other thing I talk about to moms all the time is like you have to figure out like you are going to have to make decisions, right? So like, you're going to be in charge, you're going to get all this advice, you're going to read all these books, you're going to hear all these things from the doctors, but you are ultimately going to be the person to decide, right? So I love this jar idea. Because for me, I would be looking at it, like, you know, what? that's so ridiculous. And like, I love that I can just read that and be like, I was never. do that. <laughs> and like, I, you know, this person's trying to help me. But obviously, like, this is crazy right people talking about oh you shouldn't you know sleep in the bed with your kid or you shouldn't breastfeed until until how? you know like it's just you know yeah all kind of just release yeah just release yourself from the prison that is to be this perfect mom you know
0: now I'm just imagining you like sitting around one evening stressing about like a parenting decision you have to make and very sarcastically thinking to yourself I guess I should just go stand in the grocery store. Someone will tell me what to do. Someone will tell me what to do and (laughs) it'll be be solved. (laughs) I wish, I wish the grocery store was open because Uh, all of the answers are there.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Just get Riley like real riled up, like make sure she misses a nap or something, get her crazy and just have her freak out. And then I'll Mm. just stand around and like wait for a mom to come tell me how I could be doing this better. And my problems will be solved.
0: I mean, not that you need it, but it would be hilarious if you were holding a sign that said, "like open to your advice." <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it because people are going to give it anyway. Anyway, yes, yes. Yeah. But I mean, it adds a little something to the scene <laughs> if you have a sign. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, this so has good. been really fun, and I'll tell you, you know, we did do, um, gosh, a few season go- seasons ago, we did do an episode on well-meaning advice. Um, but I think it was time to come around to this again and just like circle back to the idea of, first of all, why it's not so helpful. Yeah. Second of all, what you can do to break yourself of the habit. And, you know, third, how to how to really help the mom in your life with this <laughs> jar <laughs> that I just came up with. Um, thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you. Will, you. will you do it again sometime? Absolutely, please. I This was so fun. Anytime. Okay, great. Folks, as usual, if you'd like to reach us, you can email me at kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. Again, that's kate, K-A-T-E, at onlytryingtohelp.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. And until next time, have fun. Be safe, folks.